Got it all going here. All right, let's uh, let's do this thing. If you guys can hear me, will you let me know? That sounds like a stupid thing to have to ask to start your own podcast, but uh, let me make sure I'm doing this right. Uh, I'm I'm more excited than drunk to be honest with you. I, I won't uh, won't fake anything. Cool. All right. Well, let's do it. Okay. Uh, I went and grabbed this. It's not. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of glare on it. It's McAllen Estate. Honestly, I would have liked to have found something just a little bit more expensive, but uh, it's a damn great bottle of scotch. But it jumped from kind of that to like thirty two hundred dollars, and that's. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's something I'm gonna have a hard time uh, signing off on, but I don't know, man. That was all right. So in general, we try to do a podcast that like you can listen to in the car with your kids and stuff like that. Fuck that tonight, man. This this is as excited that I am for a win. I can't even. I can't even remember it just exceptional exceptional so much fun obviously any Miami Florida State game is going to have some absurd ups and downs and felt like there are a couple times in the first quarter first half where you had a chance to really throw a knockout punch but uh <laughs> but you didn't and uh Damn, it's just hard to believe that that transpired. So, Fake Momentum 31, VHS Dreams 28. It was a, uh amazing game in Tallahassee. Did it in front of uh, not quite as large of recruiting uh, eyes as the Notre Dame game. You're never going to replicate that, but did it in front of tons of kids. That's uh, Bud chiming in disappointed he's having to go to a cocktail party or something like that but uh just incredible incredible what you did um certainly a signature win for mike norvell and jermaine johnson i've got to start there man uh jermaine johnson with a game that uh will be remembered for a long damn time i mean i think it's uh a red breast red breast is always a fantastic fantastic option <sighs> Jermaine Johnson is the the alpha, the omega, and everything in between, man. I mean, can't believe that this staff was able to go in, grab that kid. Uh, he will certainly be thought of akin to, you know, whatever your point of reference is, the beginning of, uh, of the last run that this program had, whether you want to call it. Jimbo recruiting local and having a hand in getting Nigel Bradham, whether or not you want to say Jeff Luke and the influence he has, LaMarcus Joyner, it doesn't matter. Uh, Jermaine Johnson is that guy. And uh, he don't look like he likes Miami, and I love Jermaine fucking Johnson. What a, what a ball player. What a ball player. And uh, a guy who made, uh, made Van Dimes feel it early, often, and... Uh, just a, a game that uh, we will remember for a long, long time. So before I get too excited and uh, drink too much, 
We'll certainly thank all of our wonderful sponsors. I, I literally just had a hot sauce bottle around here a second ago. I'm not sure where that went. But uh, Louisiana Hot Sauce, three simple ingredients, one fantastic product, title sponsor of the Nolcast, Congruity, uh, doing nothing but making your business better, expanding, and uh, finding whatever optimal pairing can exist there. Matt Lewis, a great guy. <laughs> the comments are killing me tonight. Matt Lewis is a fantastic guy, would be a great uh, partner for your business. Can't say enough about Shan, uh, Shan, why do I do that? Shannon and Chad uh, got some picks from the the pregame. Shannon was out there. A couple guys have been fortunate enough to uh, to work with him. And Max over at Locked On, uh, I think, just finalized the Metro Atlanta house. So we thank them. And man, uh, I imagine it's a pretty damn good night to be at Madison Social too right now. So uh, can't thank our partners enough. And uh, just a just a hell of a game. You come out you seventeen to nothing, you find uh a couple things that you can continue to hit on in the run game. Uh, who knows? We might even do a game uh we might even do a pod tomorrow and look at more of the game and some of the uh situations that you found yourself in, some of the things that you did to attack Miami, because you were doing some some interesting stuff at the beginning that I would love to see uh go back and look at, but uh you know, Miami was certainly sloppy early, did as, as much as they could to help you, and uh, you were able to uh, able to get the victory. I don't even know if I've got the ability to do a game review. And it's remarkable, man. You, you come out there, you play the first half that you do. Uh, man, I thought I was <laughs> I thought I was hating that decision uh, 10 or 15 minutes ago. Well, it's been longer than that, but uh, at the end of the fourth quarter, I was really thinking back at the events that led up to halftime. And thought, um, you know, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I thought, at the time, I thought, look, it's three minutes, three and a half minutes left. Miami feels like they're starting to tick away, starting to pick it up a little bit on offense. I was fine with just kind of running the clock out, kicking a field goal. You get the ball back there. Uh, who knows? Maybe you should have tried to score seven. Um, but you you did what you did. The the frustrating thing is, is on that ever so... Uh, possession in the third quarter and we won't remember it nearly as much as we would have I promise you the one where you have the the shot play at least for 20 yards to to Corbin there drawn up and uh and you miss and then you turn around and you run the ball on third down to uh to protect yourself from disaster and disaster strikes and at that point uh you know it it felt like you were really holding on there for a period of time um I do want to say obviously the Douglas catch that he makes on that final drive is massive and and one that we're going to remember for a while. Uh, but I thought even that that responding possession, even though you didn't score out of it, um, the one where you you got Douglas on what it was a third and twelve or something like that. I, I thought you had to have that third down pickup. I thought the game really was slipping away from you. Douglas picks up a third down, massive third down. I think it's either the next play or two plays later. Uh, you get a fifteen yard face mask, and you at the very least. You know, let your defense sit for a second. Uh, you flip the field a little bit, and I think uh, obviously I'll go back and watch the game, and we'll happily go back and watch the game many times over, even. Uh, but I did think that uh, you know Douglas's significant contributions weren't just the last uh, that massive play that he made um, to to get you down in the in the fourth quarter. So uh, 
Uh, Andrew Parchment, <laughs> I love it for you, man, because the effort on that play uh, that you didn't bring in is something that uh, a fan base would have never forgiven you for. And I don't know if there was confusion as to a audible that uh, that Jordan made. I don't know if you just didn't think the ball was coming your way, so you mentally checked out for half a second. But that would have been uh, that would have been something that a whole lot of people, including uh, including dickheads like myself, would have remembered for a long time. But obviously, the the play that is made on fourth and fourteen, I think we've had success on that down and distance before. I'm not positive, but fourth and fourteen seems good. Um, Parchment makes a catch, gets down to the six-inch goal line, and certainly redeems himself uh, for a little bit of a lapse of concentration effort or whatever else you want to label it earlier. So, um, y'all, I'm, I'm just going to have a cocktail here, uh, answer some of y'all's questions. Uh, I don't know what Bud's schedule. Maybe we can do a pod tomorrow where we go through the the game situation or the, uh, you know, the, the finer details of the game a little bit more, but, um, I just want to be excited that you beat Miami. You had the, uh, the effort that you did in front of all those kids. Now I will warn you, and I'm not trying to be a pessimistic, (laughs) I'm not just trying to be a, uh, a downer here, but over the next 48 hours, you're going to hear the Florida state's going to sign like every kid that visited this weekend. That's not going to happen. They will do great. This was monumental for their recruiting efforts. They're not going to go and and sign for, uh, you know, they're not going to sign like nine out of the eleven guys that uh, that they're looking at. Are the recruits having fun? I can most certainly assure you that the recruits are having fun. Uh, last night, not that you would expect to get a whole lot of negative feedback, but certainly sounded like things were off to a uh, a good start last night. Uh, today, the weather was incredible. The uh, the females of Tallahassee, both those founded Florida State and FAMU, are uh, undefeated for, I think, 42 years in a row now, if I go back and look at the record. But uh, it's a great time to come visit. It always has been. Always will be. Um, you know, can you <laughs> can you match uh, the SEC for everything? No, but they, they, they don't have some things that uh, Florida State does either. So you get kids to campus, and you just see where it goes. And you... Um, yeah, Hunter in the locker room, yeah. So uh, I did, yeah, I did hear that Jermaine Johnson appropriately broke the rock. I think he also went out and slashed Miami's uh, tires of their team bus as well, just to really rub it in one more time that he really was just everyone's dad tonight, and he'd do whatever the hell he wanted. Uh, but, you know, Johnson, I started the podcast with him. I'll talk more about it. I'll probably end the podcast with Jermaine Johnson. Uh, this is a night that uh, that will be remembered for a long, long time, and certainly number 11's efforts uh, won't be forgotten anytime soon. Yes, yes, the the cherry on top was uh, was <laughs> Van Dimes and, and fake momentum uh, grounding or um, spiking the ball with two seconds left. First of all, it's lucky that there was any time left. There really shouldn't be in general, and uh, by rule of law, when you snap it, uh, with two seconds left, you just ended the game. So, um, congratulations to you, sir. I appreciate the uh, effort and attitude that you brought to the game, Mr. Van Dyke. But uh, you can go back to Connecticut for a summer and uh, think about the disappointment and the decision that you made uh, that ended the game and brought Florida State 
a win over a program that they desperately needed to uh, have. And uh, I don't want to say Miami's you know window is closed or whatever else like that. I will just say that Miami beat up a horrible Florida State program, a weak Florida State program. It did absolutely nothing with it. Um, and uh, congratulations, guys, because Florida State's back in the recruiting game, and uh, you just helped them be back in that game an awful lot. And um, the road is going to be very hard for you. I had some some Kane fans say that if Manny lost this game, that uh, Miami was going to hire or fire Manny and go out on the go out on the uh, the coaching trail, trying to get a new new uh, staff and labeled me very skeptical that Miami with their micropeen IPF and, and checkbook are going to go out and compete against uh, some of the schools that already have open positions and uh, very possibly uh, the university in, <laughs> in Gainesville that may be looking for a head coach as well. So love to see what those resources look like as Miami goes out and uh, potentially looks for a new head coach, but uh, label me label me slightly skeptical as if that is to occur. Um, let me just see, grab a couple questions. Yeah, Jermaine was ridiculous. Travis could be Travis. Can Travis be an NFL quarterback? I don't know, man. I, I Tonight's not the night to debate that or have me think, take, <laughs> take shots at a kid. I, I don't see him being an NFL quarterback. I do see him being the guy that just drove down the field and won you the damn game, be the guy who maybe was one of the few individuals in that building that thought Florida State could win and would win. And uh, he certainly has asserted himself as, um, you know, the undisputed, I think, the undisputed leader of that team and uh, somebody that the a lot of people in that locker room will look for. So, yeah, I did get the score. I called 31-28 on, uh, <clears throat> on Wednesday night as we were recording. And um, that feels pretty damn sweet right now. I won't lie. So, uh, about the transfer offensive lineman. Again, we'll touch on that probably either tomorrow or Monday. Uh, initial feedback has been, I think, pretty decent there. But... Uh, I want to talk to people, and I want to talk to people who aren't uh, either literally or metaphorically drunk on the events that occurred tonight. Uh, what scotch did I get? I got the uh, McAllen Estate. It's a uh, it's quite nice. It's got some nice uh, flavor to it post-drink. Maybe not quite as peaty uh, as I prefer, but uh, yeah, just about anything that I put in my mouth or just... It tastes very good. Tastes very good tonight. Uh, and we'll leave it at that. Jordan Wilson, great night for him, man. I mean, obviously, a lot of the wrinkles that they uh, were setting up with some of those uh, like quick little uh, tosses that they were doing and, and some of the screen game, they were setting up some things to come back over the middle of the field. And number four made some really, really significant plays. And that's uh, nice to see because uh, about a month ago, I wasn't sure that that kid should really take too many more snaps. And he uh, absolutely had some really significant contributions tonight. A uh, rough night for, for everybody's favorite guy who plays with a dollar bill on this, uh, on his flap there of his, uh, of his shoulder pads. Uh, 
you know, hopefully Brownlee can just uh, process that, forget it. Uh, Going to need you to wrap up a little bit more. Would have been love, loved to have seen you get your hands on one of those passes of the second half as uh, as Rambo started to assert himself. But, uh, you know, Jarvis Brownlee will come back, continue to fight, and uh, hopefully put that uh, <laughs> whatever the hell that was with uh, with Knighton behind him and uh, be all the better player for it. I thought Cooper, I've got him uh, written down a couple times in my uh, really scientific notes that I took throughout the course of the game. That's steeped in sarcasm. Um, but you can obviously see a kid that's really uh, emerging there and um, it gives you some, some optimism. They think they hit on a couple of those young kids uh, in the secondary in particular in last year's staff, and it certainly looks like they might have, and, and Cooper may well be one of them. Um, odds on winning out, I think um, I think I'm just going to enjoy tonight right now. You know, I mean, I think you've got uh, a major statement victory. You don't have to lean on North Carolina for two years in a row when you're trying to talk to to uh, to kids and try to recruit them. You can. You can point to what you did to this team. Uh, you can point this a game like this lets you go into a kid's locker room and talk about S and P plus and stuff like that uh, with a straight face, and not, "Hey, we won three games, but we're sixteen <laughs> we're sixteen places better than we were last year." Oh, that's nice, Coach. Uh, why don't you close the door on your way out? Uh, it's it's significant to get this. Do I think UF has quit? I think UF is a is worse than I could have ever thought, and I was really skeptical as to where they were at the beginning of this year. Um, I almost need UF to keep it together a little bit more, um, and maybe they'll just look at those seventy two points or whatever they scored today and and think that that's cool uh, because I think you've got a legitimate chance to go down there and get a victory, but. Uh, We'll talk Boston College and UF later. We're talking, uh, we're talking fake momentum. Thirty-one VHS Empire twenty-eight tonight, and we're enjoying every second of it. Uh, just an incredible outcome for Florida State, and I really can't wait to see what the uh, ramifications on the recruiting trail are of something like this. Uh, teams the last couple years didn't show the fight that this one's did, and would definitely not have won. I agree, man. I mean, I think. You know, not only does this team constantly shown fight, uh, they, you know, they got one. They got one tonight. They can point to what the climb is all about and all the hashtags and everything else. Um, they got their victory. And they got their, I guess, proof of concept, if you want to use that terminology. And it's great to see a, a group of kids that, you know, I don't think every person's... Uh, bought in and uh I don't know that you ever have a locker room with a hundred percent buy-in but you certainly have had a massive shift in uh in just the general like composition and, and mental toughness and ability to uh not have a couple things go wrong and immediately check out do I think previous teams could have gone up on Miami 17 nothing yeah I mean we've we've seen that happen uh to a little bit of an extent do I think Previous teams would have come back from tonight? No. I think they probably would have lost 24 to 41 or something like that. I think it would have been uh, a game that ended with like 19,000 people in the stands and 13 of them would have been, 13,000 of them would have been Miami. Um, looking like Miami fans. And uh, 
Ugh. <laughs> Manny was stabbed in the heart. Yeah, Manny was a tough, tougher Manny. I, I think I've told this story before, but when I went to the uh, when I went to the Bobby Bowden camp in 1998, and I was like a sophomore in high school or something like that. And um, I've been like a recruiting addict since I was nine or ten years old. And Manny uh, Manny was the GA that was in charge of a, a bed check. So we'd go around and like make sure you're in your room and then tape the door shut so you couldn't sneak out. And uh, me, as a smart-ass 15-year-old, had uh, had some real concerns with uh, Florida State's recruiting, particularly at the linebacker position. And uh, looking back on it, I was like wildly disrespectful and out of line to to uh, <laughs> to think that I had the right to ask Manny Diaz about how the linebacker recruiting was going and that it needed to step up and wanted to confirm whether or not they were actually going to sign Kendall Pope. So uh, that is the the history that I've had with talking with Manny Diaz, and I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that tonight was a uh, a very hard series of events for Manny to take and perhaps there's going to be some kind of uh some kind of picture that encapsulates that I don't know that we'll ever get one that uh quite the the level that we saw after the UNC game but um you know maybe he comes out and has a a moment with himself as he tries to figure out what happened tonight yeah Besaint Besaint would be a massive get I mean trying to try to grab some linebackers um yeah, hopefully we get a photo of him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you got to grab linebackers. I mean, uh, Graham has had a better year. Um, like what you have there, but you got a glaring need and uh, a decent amount of kids who hopefully uh, have an interest in filling that need. And um, you know, hopefully you took a real positive forward with uh, step forward with the Saints uh, tonight. And I don't know that the Shamar James kid is a legitimate option, but uh, good to get the Mobile product into the building and uh who knows maybe something clicks and and maybe you have a chance to uh aggressively close that uh recruitment here down the stretch and uh i would love to grab at least one more linebacker to um (laughs) to uh would be ideal is the pressure off fuller i mean i certainly think it helps I, i said a couple weeks ago that at the time i didn't think at that at that moment Fuller was going to be under pressure, that Fuller was going to be fired, excuse me, um, but that it was a lot of it was based off on how these next series of games went. And I think that, um, you know, Fuller has certainly helped himself. Uh, in my opinion, the entirety of the staff, with maybe the exception of one person, but I, I think the entirety of the staff uh, will be back next year. And at this point, I don't know that that's going to change. I mean, maybe you go up to Boston College and get get run, but I don't. I don't. I I think consistency, consistency. I think continuity uh, is at a at an all time high right now, and I don't think they're going to make a whole lot of changes at this point. But again, I'm recording this uh, an hour after one of the bigger wins that Florida State's had in a long time, and maybe I'm just um, you know maybe I'm. I'm too much of a prisoner of the moment right now. Jimbo's down fifteen nothing to Oxford. I saw it was ten I think it was ten nothing earlier, but I was uh running in from the liquor store and uh looking to try to get this set up, so I didn't look at that game all that much. Is the wide receiver the coach? Um I don't I don't think so. I think Dugan's is is uh is okay. Ultimately I think everybody's okay. We'll just have to 
we'll just have to see. Um, yes, I did. I did predict uh, thirty-one to twenty-eight, and that's cool. Uh, that's, I, I mean, that's lucky, but it's cool. Um, <laughs> I think I saw five WTFO plays this year. Norvell's a genius. Um, Kenny and Norvell are a good partnership. I, I'm not going to claim that I know everything. That I'm not going to claim I know much of anything uh, that they do as far as individual game plans, but they do a good job of finding uh, places to put, you know, pressure on a defense and um, kind of leverage some confusion there. And um, I really, I hope we get to see the play. And, and it's, <laughs> isn't it a hell of a lot better to look back on now after a win? I hope we get to see that play that they ran where uh, Jordan just kind of strong-armed it or, or threw a little too fast there. Uh, with uh, with Corbin again because that was really well set up had a, a whole lot of potential to it and I I would love to think that there's uh, some all 22 that I could see of that again because I'd I'd like to know a little bit more with how they did that um, or what that looked like exactly um, yeah is <laughs> is uh, is Pap done with the defensive or with the special teams uh, he he might be I I don't know I mean. I just don't understand. I don't understand a lot with what we're doing in punt returns, but I, I don't understand why there's so much. Why, like, hey, uh, Jimmy returns this one, Johnny returns that one. Let's throw Travis J because he hasn't been on the field. Let's throw Travis Dre out to return a punt. Of course, um, that I'm. I'm really. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't understand that. We started the night with two guys back there returning. It did look like there were a couple times where. A kid was like, oh, I don't want to catch this. And then like, oh, oh, shit, coach told me to catch this damn punt. Uh, so they ran up and tried to catch it. The uh, the ball there at the end that we just inexplicably, inexplicably let bounce and are forever fortunate that that doesn't get downed on the six-inch line. Uh, real glad. Real glad that didn't get down. Uh, obviously, that you would have had to go 99 yards, and I don't think that would have happened. But also, I think... I think that stadium would have sounded a little bit more like a European soccer stadium does sometimes when fan bases get frustrated with the coaching staff about a particular issue and absolutely let them have it. Uh, that would have been um, it would have been a tough environment. I'll say that much. Um, yeah, look, Kessner loves how we beat a couple of these blue chip kids who uh, who either committed and decommitted and signed elsewhere. Hal and Knighton, yeah, Knighton's a a nice player, but he really never got going. Um, obviously, he had some nice moments in the fourth quarter, but um, never really got out in that much open space off of off of a designed run. Anyway, um, had some a couple of uh, of moments, like I said, and obviously uh, number three is going to want to forget that one play. But Knight never really developed into the monster that I thought he could. And when they did start throwing to him on some of those simple you know, angle routes or uh, Texas route as the TV, or no, I think that was the radio. I had a bunch of different sources for this game, uh, audio sources running for this game, because the TV crew is absolute hot garbage. And I know that's easy to just sit there and uh, talk about how bad the <laughs> the uh, play-by-play guy is, or uh, but play-by-play, uh, everybody in the booth is bad. The producer's not great. Uh, they had to do the same 
segment twice because the producer had him run it while they're on ESPN News. And then my thought is that they probably had to run that on ESPN, actual ESPN. So they had to run similar segments back to back. Uh, that is somebody that's been in media production looks at that and says your producer didn't do a very good job of telling you guys what to do. The sideline reporter, are you are you are you fucking kidding me? The whole sideline reporters uh, was, oh hey guys, uh, Miami is down. I think either fourteen to nothing or seventeen to nothing at the time, and this sideline has not responded well. Oh, thank you, Quinn. Thank you. That is insightful stuff that you're bringing to us tonight, bud. Miami scores a touchdown. Uh, yeah, guys, the sidelines really responded well to that touchdown, and uh, they seem to be much more into the game. Okay, Quinn Kasnich, I need you to go play tic-tac-toe the rest of the day or whatever else. You are bringing me nothing. Uh, RG3 uh, needs to go do something else. Um, and whatever. Damn the commentators. Damn them. Florida State beat Miami tonight. We're not going to sit here and uh, and focus on them. So... Uh, Jordan Young, yeah, I would have loved for him to uh, to have made that one catch. I will say that Jordan Young had some really nice moments in uh, run blocking and is, I know it's not happening fast, but I do think that you're seeing some decent development there. Also want to point out that you're seeing some nice, some nice moments uh, from the younger defense alignment. I think are really starting to, uh, starting to come along. And the Kushni kid, I wouldn't write him off. That's not somebody that you signed with the idea that they were going to be um, a massively impactful player this year. I, I still think that there's some things to be developed there. And uh, I, I think you're going to take a step back because you're not going to have four. And you're not going to have the best player on the field. A guy who, uh, I don't want to say single-handedly you won you this game. But number 11, let's... Uh, Let's do something special for that kid because that's a, a hell of an effort tonight. And and as I said earlier, really, I think the kind of cornerstone as to this build in retrospect will be seen as Jermaine Johnson. He'll be seen as the Nigel Bradham, the Jeff Luck, the uh, Lamarcus Joyner, whatever you know, whatever for you the beginning of the Jimbo build was. Uh, that's what Jermaine Johnson is to this staff and this program right now. And it's uh, <laughs> it's been a hell of a year to watch him out there and continue to develop and uh, really be just such a transformational force for this defense right now. Um, guys, you got any questions? I'll do my best to address them here. And uh, this is just a whole lot of fun. Uh, three sacks on the evening. Kazuma, let me see... Let me try to pull up here. Let me do my best, Bud Elliott, and bang on this keyboard for a second and uh, pull up some game stats. Uh, was Marvin Jones Jr. in uh, attendance? It certainly seemed like he was based off uh, based off his own social media. I, I mean, I... I wasn't at the game. I can't tell you that I put eyes on he or his uh, surrounding crew, but uh, I certainly think that that was um, a kid who made it up there and a kid that you certainly, you know, would have been hard for you to put a better uh, better foot forward with. I don't know that you necessarily... We'll just see. We'll have to see how that develops. But you, you did have a hell of an effort uh, at recruiting him. 
I can tell you unofficially that the staff has been trying, like for 14 months, the staff has been constantly thinking, trying to do whatever they can uh, to put themselves in as good a place as possible for Jones Jr. And uh, if you don't sign that kid, it, it he did everything in the world you could. And and really, I do want to point out that when some in this fan base, and I think you know, I've said before, justifiably so, ask, uh, you know, how how do you preach patience and stuff like that when you were more or less ready to fire Willie after two years? I, I, I talk a lot about infrastructure. And infrastructure is sometimes like, oh, wink, wink, nod, nod. They got... You know, guys giving uh, the old Tennessee fast food bags to kids, but but it's it's not all the time. It's not most of the time. Infrastructure is having people who are constantly making calls to kids who you don't think you're necessarily the leader for right now. It's reaching out to kids. It's reaching out to secondary contacts. It's reaching out to ancillary contacts and trying to find another angle to pursue. And some of the kids that they got on campus this weekend are kids that they've been consistently pursuing for six months and doing all that you can to stay in the conversation. And maybe something breaks right at the end. Um, I, you know, don't, don't quote me on this, but the series of events that, are play, that have to play out for you to sign Earl Little Jr., may well be taking place. Uh, you may luck into that. Now, again, don't don't say that I'm predicting that hard stop, but there's some good things going on in the recruiting trail, and I think Florida State is going to continue to uh, sign a nice grouping of high school kids and at the same time uh, save a decent amount of numbers for the portal. Bud and I are going to do a portal projection show here uh, relatively soon. And really break down the numbers, the thought process behind them, uh, what you're thinking, and uh, you know maybe some ideas as to what you want to do. We will um, we will talk about the two offensive linemen at length. Uh, I said this earlier in the show. I want to I want to talk to people tomorrow morning about that. Uh, I don't want to. I'm not going to text with somebody tonight as uh, as exuberant as they may be. Um, I want to get a little bit better feel for that. But all accounts, there's some positive uh, movement there. Uh, Kesna, here's the stat line. (laughs) Pretty fucking good. Seven tackles, five solo, three sacks, five tackle for losses. Jermaine Johnson. Get him a little mural or something like that outside the locker room because that guy earned it, that guy deserves it, and that guy was uh, the player of the game tonight. And uh, Jermaine, God love you, man. You you have you have uh, brought an air of legitimacy to this program and and defense in particular uh, that Florida State will will you know be the bearer of good fortune for quite a while. Uh, Jordan Travis going to the locker room. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that was, um, the idea that they needed to, uh, Jimbo getting out, gained 400 yards to 80 in the first half. Yeah, that's toughy. Uh, I don't know if they needed to do some quick x-rays. I don't know if they needed to spray his forearm with some, uh, with the old magic spray that, uh, European soccer players occasionally get. 
Uh, I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, obviously, if Jordan Travis isn't out on the field, I don't think you win that game tonight. And that was a hell of an effort. And a guy who, like I said earlier, you know, look, had a, I don't know, we don't talk like this frequently, but certainly had a look in an era of confidence about him that uh, when it was 20, 20 to 28, uh, may have been one of the few people in that stadium who legitimately thought Florida State was going to come back and win that game. Uh, yeah, Johnson, Keir Thomas, Jamie Robinson, great pick by Robinson earlier in the game. I uh, want to point out that for him, and uh, really a nice play. I thought Florida State's defense was exceptionally physical uh, for the first 20 minutes of the game. I mean, that was a effort that um, <laughs> that was kind of reminiscent of some of the uh, you know some of the games where you thought maybe Jimbo got the good vitamins out, so to say, and that uh, guys came out and were really, really ready to uh, to make everybody feel them. And it was, uh, it was, <laughs> it was impressive. The first half defense was really one of the better performances that I've seen. I, I said in the uh, preview game that you'd have to do something uh, to Van Dyke to, you know, make him feel you, to, to give him a different look. And the defensive line did that and more. And absolutely, um, you know, gave you the kind of uh, impact that was needed to uh, to throw an offense uh, out of kilter and uh, and make a, a quarterback who hadn't really otherwise uh, hadn't otherwise really had to question himself. You're right, Troy. We're breaking it down macro style, dog. Uh, no YPP in this stuff. We're just talking trash and enjoying winning a game that uh, that few thought Florida State would. <laughs> It's a lot. It's a lot of Jimbo talk in the conversation tonight. Man, we gonna let Jimbo do his thing. He's over in uh, College Station. All the money in the damn world. If he has success, good. If he doesn't, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't. I don't hold a whole lot against Jimbo at this point. I mean, he did what he did. He also gave Florida State a air of legitimacy that it still uh, leans on proved that uh, this was not just a uh, Bobby Bowden trick and put together one of the better teams that college football has ever seen. So uh, Jimbo, you go do your thing and uh, I'll give you my best wishes for that. Cooper's our best DB right now. Mm. Could, could very well be That's that's a tough statement. It's a tough, tough thing for me to, uh, to fully sign off on, but I, I think you may well be, you may well be accurate about that. Any problems that you notice with the wide receivers getting off jams? I don't know, man. I mean, the the TV angles at Doak are so are so limited uh, that it's it's frustrating. Uh, frustration. The the, uh, the old estate starting to hit me here. Uh, it's frustrating. You really don't get a great feel for a whole lot of what is going on, particularly. And I don't know why why TV producers do this, but they start at a relatively decent scale and then continue to zoom in at a point to where you're almost you know from tackle to tackle it's maddening I wish that you could see a whole lot more uh Jamie Robinson's our best DB yeah uh you know he's Jamie Robinson does a whole lot of things limited to an extent but has uh, certainly brought in a whole lot of uh of what for so to say and uh I like that kid's game a lot yeah Dent Dent laid a little hit and I love 
uh, with it being 2021 that he laid a little hit and none of us had to hold our collective breaths as to whether or not he was going to be ejected because that's normally what happens at this point in time. Uh, Gaynor played well recently. He's certainly played in the past two weeks um, better, had two of his better games. I There were some moments tonight where I wasn't sure and I need to go back and look because um, uh I wasn't initially blown away by Gaynor, but I've I've got to go back and look at that. Uh, uh, to be fair, so uh, maybe I don't, or let me say this. Obviously, you did some decent things, because uh, as I said previously, Knighton never got off. Knighton, um, you know, has the, again, I'm being repetitive, has the play that, that everybody will remember, kind of, you know, not nearly as, uh, as harshly, being the fact that you didn't lose the game. Uh, but Knighton really never got going in the running game. They never really did a whole lot in first down uh, the first half. And, and as they were switching between ESPN News and ESPN, maybe I'm, somebody on Twitter said that they had a seven-yard f- first down. Maybe I missed that. But from what I saw, their best first down play of the first 20 minutes of the game was a four-yard run. Uh, that's for a, an offense that wants to play tempo. Is it? Is it? Is it overly simplistic to say that if you can stop a team on first down that you can stop that style of offense? Yes, it is overly simplistic and not accurate. There's also a decent amount of truth to it. Spencer, we're friends, bro. Nice meeting you. I appreciate you being here tonight. Did Rice play tonight? That'd be news to me if he played. I didn't... uh... <laughs> I, I, uh, I didn't see it. I mean, I was busy, you know, screaming profanities and jumping around my living room. So perhaps there was a chance that I missed it. But I would be uh, very surprised if uh, if Rice got out there. Odds of six to six. Yeah, like I said, I would love to uh, to just enjoy tonight and not worry about BC and uh, and UF. But yeah, I would say your percentage is there of. 20 to 30% are, are probably pretty accurate. Did I like the field goal decision? Uh, I did at the time. And I know that uh, that it's easy for all of us to sit here and say that it was a great decision. Uh, but I did like it at the time. I thought that you were going to have to get a stop regardless. Um, and that, you know, you needed to score and you needed to put the ball back into, uh, well, not you didn't need to put the ball back into Miami's hands, but you were going to have to get a stop. You were going to have to respond either way. And um, I think Bud said that, in his opinion, that was probably a coin flip, deci- coin flip decision. I like how Dillingham repeats a play to set up a big play with more talent. It will be devastating. Uh, in Dilling- I like what Dillingham's done a lot recently. I thought he had a... Um, I thought he had a really nice game against Clemson. Uh, really schemed some things up where Florida State was, you know, laughably outmanned uh, along the line of scrimmage. And I thought he did some some really nice things tonight. I, I you know, Dillingham's an ambitious person. I'm sure he's going to want to go get a head coaching job at some point. I, I mean, that's, in my opinion, that doesn't happen in the next four months. But uh, he and Norvell seem to uh, be a really good pair and seem to share some similarities in uh, – offensive philosophy and uh they are you know they are a really good um they're a really good team when it comes to trying to find some defensive weaknesses i'm still on the fence with fuller yeah i mean i i get it um not a when i say not a great recruiter i may even be speaking euphemistically um i i 
I think he's done a decent job. I certainly think there's been a change in that defense over the past three or four weeks. I think he's your defensive coordinator next year. Uh, anyone know the secret for getting Gene's call synced up with a video? Gene was actually about five or six seconds in front of the TV for me tonight. So uh, at the end of the game, I was just, you know, had the uh, had the sound down and was just sitting there living and dying off of the great sounds of Gene Dekaroff and, uh, and bar none in the, um, in the booth there. At this point, it seems like Dix needs to go or play at a different, yeah, I mean, I don't think, uh, Dix is a Florida state linebacker in this scheme, you know, and I, I'm not trying to be critical of a kid. Uh, but I, I think that there were some, uh, concerns by the staff in general about that and their concerns have only been confirmed. So, uh, Nice kid, built like Zeus. Uh, maybe he, maybe he has success here. Maybe he goes to another program that can use him a little bit differently, and he goes, uh, you know, he goes and finds a place where he can really return. Yeah, punt returns, punt returns, punt returns, absurd. Um, he's built like a Greek god, though. Yeah, he's built like a Greek god. Uh, if he's slower than. <laughs> where's bud tonight bud is out uh i think bud is out having a good time being bud elliott i'm sure he's uh he was going to he told me he was going to something i really can't remember i think he's going to a like a friend of his having a cocktail party or something like that what punt returner exactly uh when does florida state become a no doubt bowl team i mean let's see what they do in the portal i think i think if they have success in the portal that you're not out of line expecting a bowl next year. Uh, we'll have to see what this class looks like, uh, but you're going to have, um, <laughs> I, I, well, I'll stay away from that comment as to what Bud's doing. Um, I, we'll see what they bring in the portal. We'll see how much success they have. Um, I do think that, uh, I do think that it is if they are able to grab a couple of pieces that are somewhat similar to what they're losing, you're not going to grab eleven. Eleven is uh, eleven is is a home run and a home run and a home run again. Uh, but if you can grab some decent pieces along to help you on the defensive line, maybe grab a wide receiver or two. Um, grab a couple of offensive linemen that you think can be significant contributors, and then you pair it with a recruiting class that I think is going to be let's say somewhere between 10 and 16. Um, I, 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 we'll have to see, uh, Florida state can, you know, has some real challenging, uh, matchups out of conference as they seem to be fond of doing to themselves right now, but, uh, we'll evaluate it, but I am leaning, uh, towards a reasonable expectation of six or seven wins next year. And again, that has depended upon how they do in the transfer portal and how many of these holes that we have out there currently uh, that get filled. Eight wins. Yeah, l- let's just see. Uh, Kesna, I think we need to see what uh, see what they're able to bring in and, and get a feel for what the rest of this conference looks like before we start to quite talk about eight. But, uh, yeah, I'm there with you. I mean, you know, Travis Hunter is a guy that helps you go out and win some of these games that you've lost this year. Um. Does this game give you more or less confidence in Jordan running the passing game next year? 
at a higher level. It gives me more confidence that Jordan's your uh, your quarterback. I mean, I do think that, uh, you know, I just mentioned about 10 minutes ago that Bud and I are going to do a portal show. I look forward to doing that. We'll have to talk about quarterback. Uh, I do think that you try to bring in a quarterback, but I think Jordan is your uh, your quarterback of the future, at least for, for next year. Uh, what kind of what kind of pot, uh, what kind of products do you and Bud use on the uh, podcast? Uh, maybe we'll do a video real quickly about what we do sometimes in our own individual setup or something like that. I mean, it's nothing real special. I've got a, a Rode speaker here. If you, uh, we've got a great. <laughs> Let's talk more about this game. I'll, I'll pull it up. Uh, Florida sucks. Yeah, Florida. Florida's in a rough spot. Uh, yeah. Uh, I do love that Miami fans will point out to you that their IPF is 90 yards, but don't worry guys, we've got a 30 yard field right next to that. As if that's some kind of fucking justification for having a 90 yard IPF. It really absolutely cracks me up. I also, um, I see football fields all the time that are 90 yards and then have a 30 yard attachment to it. Uh, that is very cute, and one of the uh, favorite things that I hear from that fan base. I agree. Uh, their their IPF talk is is uh, one of the things that really makes that fan base special. Uh, it's the largest in the state, you know. <laughs> yeah, ram it up your ass. Uh, how much of a step back will the defensive line take? I don't know, guys. We'll just have to look. We'll have to see what they get in the uh, in the portal and what they're able to do. Um, you know, obviously they're, they, you ain't going to go out and get an 11 and I, I feel like I'm being repetitive on that, but the, the dude is just needs all the, all the praise and more after a game like that. <laughs> My high school in Iowa hasn't won shit and we've got a hundred yard IPF. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, do we still win if we don't end up a yard short on, Fourth and fourteen. Um, I don't. Do we still win if we didn't end up a yard short? I'm. I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Uh, I, oh, a yard short of the. Okay, sorry. I probably should have figured that out. Uh, are you saying if you score there? Yeah, I don't know. I'm glad. I'm glad they didn't. To be honest with you, I'm very glad they didn't. Yeah, sorry guys, I, I probably should have been able to pick that up earlier. Uh, did you hear the commenters say there were seven natties between? <laughs> yeah, the commentary game. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm glad that you didn't. I, I mean, obviously in retrospect, it's easy to say a lot of stuff, but I'm glad you didn't score there uh, and that you wasted a little time. And I mean, obviously I would have loved for you to punch it in originally, but when um, when Jordan got stuffed on that quarter, first quarterback sneak attempt, it didn't necessarily break my heart because I've... I mean, you only needed eight inches or so. I was fairly confident you were that you were going to be able to score, and I did not want any part of giving Miami back uh, the ball with any amount of time for them to be able to go down and try to, uh, you know, kick some kind of stupid-ass field goal that would have... I mean, tonight, can't we agree that the field goal would have probably, like, skimmed off a Florida State player's helmet, hit the crossbar, hit the post, bounced down, and then finally bounced in? I mean, the the the... The stupid football bounces were certainly not going Florida State's way tonight. 
uh, where would Jermaine be at UGA? I don't know. He'd probably be the second team end, and he would get snaps, definitely. Yeah, I mean, the guy's going to be a top 25, top, well, we'll have to see what happens in Mobile. If he goes to Mobile, and we'll certainly have to see what goes in the Combine. But as far as the level of the play, the level of play on the field is a guy that gets drafted somewhere between 18 and 35 right now. Did I think three was blocked into Miami's kicker? I, I mean... Uh, not egregiously so. I'll put it that way. Uh, I just think three had a, a tough night. I think three plays hard as hell, um, and it just didn't. He didn't get a couple bounces <laughs> tonight, right? Jesus, Brownlee. Uh, just keep keep plugging away, son. That was a that was a toughie, but uh, he's a, he's a tough kid mentally, and he'll keep. Uh, you know, I don't. Jarvis Brownlee ain't going anywhere. That's for sure. Uh, hit a fan in the face, but yeah, yeah, you would see some, some silly stuff like that. That was me ripping my, uh, earphones out because I'm a podcast professional. Um, all right, y'all. I mean, I think I will, uh, you know, we're getting down to the end here. If you got any other questions, we can talk if we want to, uh, you know, make jokes about like Miami maybe getting like their VCR tapes remastered and put onto a projector or something like that. I definitely am here for that. Oh, uh, but uh, does Travis J hit the portal? I don't know, man. I mean, I, I certainly want the best for Travis J. Um, kid who's got a lot of talent. Uh, a guy who I think just needs to keep. Uh, just needs to keep pushing forward, man, and just keeps needs to work, work, keep working, and know that he's got all the physical ability in the world, and eventually things are going to break his way. Um, it's a tough, it's been a tough year for Travis J, and I was certainly uh, one of the many that thought he was right on the verge of, of breaking through and, and being right on the prefaces of, of doing some really big things. What was the BS at the beginning of the fourth quarter? I don't know. I mean, I wasn't there tonight. Uh, obviously, this is not Doak Campbell Stadium, uh, and I'm not trying to be a smart-ass to you. I'm just saying I was not at the game. It took place during a commercial break. I did talk to a couple of the guys in the um, – yeah, a couple of guys that were on the roof and a couple of guys – or who I believe were on the roof because they're always on the roof and a couple of guys that were in the press box. Uh, it sounded like a couple <laughs> – it sounded like a couple dudes – just kind of broke off during uh, an otherwise tame moment and uh, decided, you know, they were going to have a couple words, and then uh, before you knew it, 50 or 60 guys were out there. It wasn't... I mean, y'all remember the... uh, Y'all remember the UF? I mean, I know... Like, UF between 97 and 2000, where you legitimately thought there was going to be, like, a fight before or during or after the game in which somebody was going to get, like, stabbed choked or like those teams legitimately hated each other uh and wanted to fight and wanted to throw uh hands and wanted to throw balls at each other's head or throw uh you know balls at the head coach's head and stuff like that I, I don't I mean I don't I'm sure these teams don't like each other but I don't I didn't feel like uh I didn't feel like a you know fist fight was about to break out in the middle field I'll put it that way but yeah, no, I know Miami feel a couple of Miami guys were out on the logo and that's how it started. Um that was nineteen ninety one, yeah. Yeah, there were some ninety one in the but uh was it Doug Johnson that threw the 
ball at Bowden and missed him during that. I believe that was the 98 game. Yeah, Miami's too. So, I mean, not, neither of these time teams are, like, legitimately uh, full of a bunch of hard guys, right? I mean, so uh, we'll just have to see. Yeah, it would have been, been a dance model. Oh, funny. <laughs> All right, y'all. Florida State 31, Miami 28. This is going to be a sweet one to remember for a long, long damn time. And uh, credit to Mike Norvell, credit to his staff, credit to all those kids who uh, have gone through an awful lot of shit and uh, kept plugging away, got a really significant victory. It'll be, in my opinion, really, 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 (laughs) let me use really a few more times. Uh, It'll be significantly consequential in the recruiting class. You'll you'll get a kid or two secured from this game. You might be able to grab a kid that was on the fence. And uh, let's be honest with it. Recruiting is an awful lot about having boosters and those that support the program buying in, and uh, that will, uh, you know, not too many people that won't be encouraged by the trajectory of the program after tonight. So, like, subscribe, all that marketing horse shit that everybody tells you all the time. This was one of the more fun podcasts that we've done. So, Florida State 31, Miami 28, Florida State 31, Miami 28, Florida State 31, Miami 28. Oh, they do it.